Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. How's the sound? I'm sure you can hear me. So, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I'm wearing a different hat today. Yes, it's true, I am. That's the truth, I'm wearing a different hat. And the reason I'm wearing a different hat is because... I have an early Christmas present for everybody. Now, some of you are not going to think this is a, a Christmas present at all. You're going to find it offensive. You're probably going to dislike me. Um, this will be your lump of coal. But I guess even lumps of coal are useful. I was recently given a lump of coal by a uh, guy who was hauling coal to somebody's farm to fire their coal-fired furnace. And really, I've always wanted one because uh, it just reminds me that Alberta has a industry that could provide us with like 800 years or something ridiculous of a resource that would benefit us, but it's stuck in the ground because of corruption and lies and deceit and people wanting to get rich off the backs of us regular working folks. So I'm going to change my hat, pardon my hair because that one is kind of a little bit too hot. Anyway, on with it. <clears throat> so over the last three years, uh, you have seen me stand up for myself and my business and my staff and my family and other Albertans and people who, you know, they can't stand up for themselves and people who don't have a voice to do this. Um, I've done my best to seek out the truth and and find out what's real i even went so far as to accept an invitation to debate with people on a platform called what is real um which i did there were very few people who would debate me even though i am a complete absolute nobody coffee pouring burger flipping rig hand just yeah that's me and in my pursuit pursuit of the truth uh i've encouraged a lot of people they've kind of rallied around me and beside me and in front of me at times and um everyone's got their own thing they got their own reason for doing what they do and during this course of this wild ride i've been on the last three years i've seen a lot of people that aren't just doing things because it's the right thing to do or they believe in it they're doing things because it's benefiting them huge. And you know what? Really, if you want to uh, make your mark in the world and become famous with this kind of stuff, then that's great. Do that. Um, more power to you. I hope you're successful and I hope you're happy. For me, I'm more interested in things changing for the good than I am with myself. I think. I'm pretty sure that's the truth. I mean, I would like to be... I'd like to have a yacht, a whistle yacht and sail the seven seas and fish everywhere the rest of my life. You know, I'd like to have a helicopter that I could land on that yacht. And I, I'm, I'm human. I, I want things. I want to do stuff. But really, um, we're all headed to the same place and we can't take any of that with us. And none of it really matters anyway. So when you put it in that perspective, it just becomes less and less relevant. Although it would be fun. So, 
I've seen a lot of good things and I've seen a lot of bad things. And what I've realized is that I will never be, I will never be the person that the majority uh, likes or wants to support or vote for or anything like that. I never will be that guy. And the reason for that is it's a little bit frustrating. Not that I want to be that guy, but it, it's frustrating that this is the way it works. If you only focus on trying to find out what's real and what's the truth, you piss a lot of people off. Like take the, the COVID situation, for instance. Um, if you push ahead and try and find the, find out the truth about COVID and vaccines and you know what's actually going on so you can make an informed decision, you can advocate for others, um, the, the, the COVID freaks, they hate you. If you stop to consider that some of the stuff coming out of the other side is bogus, uh, those people also hate you. There is no room for somebody to be in the middle seeking the truth, or so it seems. You either have to buy into everything or you have to buy into nothing. And that's why right now in this world, it doesn't matter what the issue is, we're split 51 to 49 or 50.5 to 49.5. That's the way it is. We're divided and the divide is getting bigger. <clears throat> now, for something you really won't enjoy. Recently, I posted a link to the Died Suddenly movie. And I captioned that with, here's some great fiction for Monday night. And I did that for two reasons. It was kind of a tongue-in-cheek poke at those who believe that there's nothing wrong in the world and every, the government knows best and pharma knows best and just comply, comply, comply. But it was also a poke at the folks who, on my, who are on my side that don't trust the government, don't trust big pharma. Um, they think that everyone is trying to kill them, which they very may well be. Because I've seen a lot of lies coming from both sides. Died suddenly is no exception. As a matter of fact, it's a culmination of about 50% truth and 50% lies. Yeah, that's right. I was a little skeptical at first when I saw the trailer. And you know what made me skeptical? It was when I saw that it was produced by Stu Peters. Now, some of you may think that Stu Peters is your hero. And whatever, fine, great. Um, he's very entertaining. But my first experience with two, Stu Peters, now here, I'm going to piss more people off. My first experience with Stu Peters was when he did a show with uh, someone who I would consider a friend of mine. And he told the world that someone in Alberta proved COVID didn't exist. Told the world that this ended everything for all people in the world and all they had to do was the same thing and all the restrictions and everything would not matter anymore because there was no evidence. Now, I watched that. <clears throat> and as I watched it, my mind was racing, mostly because I had read the transcripts of the court case in question in which people were saying that it was proven COVID didn't exist. That was a lie. And I don't think it was an intentional lie as much as it was 
a misinterpretation of the truth. That is not what happened. Nobody ended COVID in Alberta for the rest of the world. It did not happen. What happened was somebody asked a question in court that had no answer. Now, I know uh, more doctors than I can count on my hands and my feet uh, who will tell you that, yes, COVID is real, but the government's response to it is wrong. <clears throat> I know that. I know those people. I've seen people who were sick with something that was different than it was before. I never argued that COVID existed, but there were those who did, including Stu Peters. And I realized something that really, it, it just frustrated the hell out of me and kind of depressed me. And that was, this is entertainment. This is money for some people. This is pulling on heartstrings and getting you to subscribe to their crap and watch their shows and have an emotional response to something and send them your money. Plain and simple. You know, we talk about how evil Hollywood is and how, you know, we got to stay away from that because they're a bunch of evil bastards and they're just doing this and they're doing that. Well, you know what? Our side does the same thing. And when I say our side, I, I, I mean the freedom side. They do the same thing. Some people, not all people. Most people are inherently good. Some people ruin it for the rest of us. Shock value. It's entertainment. Nothing more. Based on a little bit of truth. Now, when this movie died suddenly, when I watched it, it pulled on my heartstrings. It made me feel sick to my stomach that there was stuff happening to people. But I also realized that a lot of stuff that I was watching was fake. Not that it didn't happen, but in that movie, there are plenty of uh, spots where video footage of things completely unrelated to COVID or vaccines or anything like that was used to make you feel something. You watched a lady fall uh, off a train platform into the moving train in the context of people dying suddenly from a vaccine. That was fake. It had nothing to do with the vaccine. Vaccines weren't even out when that happened. But did you feel something when you saw that? Did you feel an emotion? Yeah, so did I. Plenty of instances in that movie where things like that were put in there that had nothing to do with the conversation and they made you feel something and made you pay attention to the rest of the movie. Now there's lots of stuff in that movie that was completely 100% truthful. I'll be the first to say that there's something fucked up going on in the last three years and the last two years for sure. And we need to figure out what it is because people are dying. Yes, people are absolutely dying. That is the truth. Something is wrong. That's the truth. But it's not nearly as exciting as what you see in those movies and on some of those shows. Right? Some of those shows that you subscribe to and you say, hey, you got to support this person because look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. It's it's so exciting. And you're like, it kind of reminds you of that scene in uh, Billy Madison where, where Billy is talking to the bus driver and the bus driver's like, hey, me and that Veronica Vaughn, we really got it on, if you know what I mean. And Billy's like, no, no, you didn't. Well, a friend of mine, you know, they uh, really, yeah. No, no, they didn't. Well, it'd be cool if they did, right? That's how those conversations go for me. People tell me things and I'm like, no, that's not true. 
it's it's very obviously not true well what if it was well who cares what it was if what if it was who gives a shit if we're trying to find the truth why are we so busy focusing on these twisted truths and lies it does nothing for the cause it does nothing for the movement it makes as a matter of fact it makes the whole group look like a bunch of wingnuts are people having blood clots yes they are for sure are people being harmed yes they absolutely are 100% is it what died suddenly is saying probably not and i say this with confidence knowing that both sides embellish the truth both sides twist the truth both sides lie and the truth is somewhere in between. Are there people out there who are trying to harm civilization? Is there a group of elite that believe they're better better than everyone else and they need to guide the course of humankind in order to uh, to continue the, the, the species and protect the planet? Probably. Probably. Is there some projects where they spray stuff? in the sky for whatever purpose probably yes and then i get sent pictures as evidence of this of a cloud full of contrails dozens of them in a high density air traffic area and people say to me this isn't normal look at all the shit they're spraying on us and you know what i think i think if you really believe something like that's going on and you can't look up at the sky and use your your the brain God gave you and use some critical thinking skills to determine what's going on around you, you're going to set everything behind. You really believe that every single passenger airliner, every single airplane in the sky is spraying. Every single vapor trail you see is chemicals trying to kill us. Every one of them without anybody knowing about it, without any whistleblowers, without any real evidence. And no, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about some badges that are pilots buy off websites to make fun of people that believe every plane is spraying. That's not what I'm talking about at all. That's not evidence. Photoshopped images of ballast tanks used for uh, load testing and commercial aircraft is not evidence that they're spraying stuff on you. Photoshop pictures of trumpets sticking out the side of an airplane is not evidence. None of that's evidence. And if you're willing to continue pushing lies in your pursuit for the truth, what are you doing? If you want to find some common ground on how we can get through things that are happening to us as people, how do we manage something like COVID or H1N1 or whatever, how do we manage that without impacting people's rights and freedoms? And how do we ensure their 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 prosperity continues? If, if you're if you're just going to say, oh, well, it doesn't exist, so the conversation is over, you are putting everything back. If you look up at the sky in a high in a in a high air traffic zone and you say that every single thing you see in the sky is a chemtrail. You are setting everything back because that is a lie. It's a lie. No, every airplane in the sky is not spraying you. That's the truth. If you don't believe me, go to the airport. Go to the Edmonton International Airport. Buy yourself some Jet A where those airplanes fill up and have it tested yourself. 
You want to find the truth? Go find the truth. You want to continue to per perpetrate lies and share the same videos over and over that see show a lady falling into a train um, and then saying it's because of this? If you want to continue lying, go ahead, do that. But it's not going to get you anywhere. I don't like a lot of the fact checkers that are looking at stuff right now. But unfortunately, sometimes they're right. Not always. Probably most of the time they're twisting truths and lying to us anyway. But at some point, at some times, they debunk things and it's like, it, it's reality. You can't argue with the facts. People are dying from something. There are people trying to harm us who believe that we are useless eaters. By the way, I have a retraction to make. Uh, I have been quoting something uh, that I said I attributed to Klaus Schwab in his book, The Great Reset, which wasn't in there, by the way. Uh, turns out that the comments about uh, uh, reducing the world's population through limited wars, famine, vaccines, epidemics, blah, 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 uh, that wasn't in The Great Reset. That was in a book from about, I think it was 1930, written by a guy named, hmm, I want to say Cromwell or Cornwall or something like that. It wasn't in The Great Reset. Schwab didn't say that. I think he quoted it, but it's not in his book. Does that mean that I believe that uh, Klaus Schwab doesn't think we're useless eaters? No, not at all. But I'm not willing to twist the truth or lie for dramatic effect to make people want to listen to what I'm saying. And people don't like that because if people want to be entertained. We all say, oh, we don't watch TV anymore. We don't watch news. We don't watch mainstream media. What do we watch? Do we, Crowley, yes, that's right. Do we watch Stu Peters? Do we watch Stu Peters go on his show and lie to people, twist the truth with dramatic music and cool effects so that you watch his show and subscribe and send him money? Do we do that? Do we watch other social media influencers? And no, I don't consider myself an influencer at all. Do we go and watch them don their tinfoil hats, as most of us do, and start uh, um, assuming things and, 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 and saying what if and what if, but they could be doing this, they could be doing that, and getting you all pumped up, dividing us farther, this is why we have such a problem right now. There is no middle ground. There is no room for the truth. The Bible says in the end times, truth will be persecuted and lies will be celebrated. And both sides are doing that right now. I've watched, I've watched some stuff happen in the last six months that just makes me lose all hope in humanity. Anyway, I really don't know what to do about this. I don't know how to make a difference or, or fix anything or stop anything. This is like, if you've ever watched the nail in the head video, this is kind of how I feel. Woman and a man are having a conversation and she's saying to him, 
you know, something's really bothering me. I, I don't know what it is. There's something wrong. And the guy's like, um, you have a nail sticking out of your head. And she replies with something like, you always just want to fix things. I just want you to listen. Just listen. And he's like, okay. So she goes on. I just have this horrible pounding in my head and, you know, all my sweaters are torn and I just don't know what to do. And, and the guy's like, pull the nail out of your head. Just, just pull the nail out of your head. That's probably a good start. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm watching this stuff go on around me. And I'm like, pull your nail out, of, pull the nail out of your head. Or on the other side, pull your head out of your ass. Pay attention. If you want to actually fix things and make a difference, then do that. And stop being so willing to accept lies just because they come from your camp. Not happening. <sighs> so what do you guys think? What do you think we have to do? Is there any way out of this? I mean, we have... How many groups popped up during the COVID restrictions and after? How many groups? How many groups are doing things for you to help you and they're going to get through this and they're going to make changes and they're going to fix everything. How many? Can you count them? Have you lost count? I have. Everyone asks why, why is uh, there so much division and why doesn't everyone just unify and have fun parties and blah, blah, blah. It's because it's not possible. If you're not going to unify around a truth, there's no point and it won't work anyway. Especially if some of the people that are claiming to try and help you are simply trying to build themselves up or, or I don't know, create employment for themselves or whatever their purpose is. There's no unity there. So I guess, what does it come down to? Maybe it's something that I said in the beginning. Individual accountability and responsibility. You got to be responsible for yourself, what you do, what you say, how you impact other people. And there's not really much more we can do. I mean, sure, there's groups of like-minded individuals who uh, want to push ahead to, to fix all this stuff. But you take this, this freedom movement, for instance, and there's guys who were um so supportive of me and so proud of me when i opened my restaurant against the restrictions and now you know what they say about me it's actually pretty funny they're coming for me yeah they threaten me on the internet after having blocked me so i can't see what they're saying so what does that tell you what are they doing are they actually threatening me or are they simply being dramatic to get you to pay attention to what they're saying Oh, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, everybody does have different ideas. Everybody has different ideas on how to fix things. And we can't agree on everything. Um, we just watched our premier with her State of the Province address. I thought it was pretty good. I wish she would have mentioned some more things. There are some topics I wanted her to talk about and address. 
She didn't. Do I burn everything else down that she said because of that? No. I accept that she wants to do certain things. That's what she's going to do. And I either support it or I don't. I don't go and bash her and lie about her and say, oh, well, you know, the sovereignty plan this and the sovereignty plan that. You know, look, have you seen that stuff? Have you seen the groups that are standing up against Danielle Smith's sovereignty plan? It's ridiculous. I see right through it. You probably do too. Rachel Notley lying to Alberta, the NDP lying to Canada, as they always do, telling them that all of these good things that a government wants to do are bad and are going to destroy you. They're lying. They're lying and they're being dramatic and they're using dramatic effect to try and tug on your heart, heartstrings so, so that you'll support them. Because that's really all the NDP has. All they have is emotional, emotional, oh, how would you call that? They're toying with your emotions. Their fiscal policy is shit. Their plan for the province with industry is shit. Uh, they will destroy the province. They will destroy industry. They will destroy business. That's a fact. And I can say that because I watched them do it. And if you dig into what their policies are and you dig into what their core values are and you, and you somehow find the NDP manifesto that used to be available online, it isn't anymore. After somebody who I disagree with on a lot of things, George Clark pointed it out. It actually says they don't want anybody to own business. They don't want any personal, uh, small business, no personal uh, property ownership, nothing. The government should own it all. It says that right in there. And if you know that and you watch what they're doing, it all makes sense because they want to destroy business and industry and have the government be responsible for everything. That's what they want. They're communists. That's the truth. And people wouldn't really buy that on at face value. People don't buy, you're going to own nothing and be happy at face value because people are like, uh, fuck you. I want to own things. That's what makes me happy. I mean, it shouldn't. Owning things shouldn't be what makes us happy. Um, giving those things to other people or watching other people flourish, that should make us happy, but we're human beings and we're greedy. So we want to own things. So their statement of you'll own nothing and be happy or the government will own everything and will tell you what to do, that does not resonate well with people. What does resonate well with people is a commercial with, a, with a, uh, uh, an oil slicked pond with an oily duck in it. And it's heartbreaking because there was an oil spill and the duck got oil on it. And the duck is very unhappy because it's oily. Some of the ducks died. Then pan to some windmills in a full flowering canola field or daisies. Beautiful green summer day. Some solar panels. And you that, that makes you feel good, right? That resonates well with people. We don't want oily ducks. We want clean solar panels and and uh, and clean windmills because we cannot get oil on the ducks anymore. But they don't tell you that those windmills chop up birds more than ducks die in oil spills. They don't tell you about the impacts that those solar panels have. They don't tell you where the products came from or how much energy is used to make them. They don't tell you that because it wouldn't resonate well with you. 
if the government told you, vote for us and we will destroy a clean industry that's efficient and doesn't require government subsidies, we will destroy that and we will bring in inefficient, polluting, unsustainable industry and we will charge you for it. We'll take money out of your pocket and we'll make you pay for it. Does that resonate well with you? It doesn't with me either, but that's what's happened. They've taken a little bit of truth, which is, yes, oily ducks, that's not good. And they've mixed it with a whole bunch of lies and they've made people feel something so that they'll support bad ideas. They show pictures of uh, a kid waiting in an emergency room in a hospital and they say, under the UCP government, this, this stuff happened and they don't care about nurses and doctors and they've caused doctors to leave the province, blah, 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 blah. And now this kid has to wait in an emergency room. Emotional response. That resonates well with people. And they say, oh, yeah, we got to vote for these people because that's the only way we're going to help that kid get access to medical medical help is by voting for the NDP. So we're going to vote for the NDP. We want real change for Albertans. We want something different. But that same government who's campaigning doesn't tell you that the reason this is happening, the reason our healthcare is, is in such shambles is because of years of government mismanaging. It's, it's the result, the culmination of decades of government interference. They tell you, oh, well, the only reason we have any healthcare at all is because it's, it's, it's public, right? It's, it's public and we take care of everything. Otherwise, it would be the world to be on fire by 2016. When the reality is, if they had allowed a little bit of competition and prevented money from moving into some lobbyists or some government people's pockets, some backroom bullshit deals, uh, and we had some competition, it probably would have forced the market to provide good service to Albertans. And we would probably have good health care. I mean, just look at the interview we did with uh, Don Sharp a few days ago about the state of EMS. EMS was doing good when it was community run, community funded, community working within their community to help community members. And the government comes in and says, well, you know, the truth is, if we manage all this, we can give you more. We can, we can give you more services and more money. And everyone's like, Yes, we want all those things. We want more because we're greedy and dumb. And they give up all of their sovereignty to this central planning group. And then the central planning group turns around and laughs. And they hire bureaucrats. And they hire administrators. And they hire supervisors. And they suck money out of your wallets. And then they cancel services. And then they pull your ambulance from your town. And they line their pockets. And you voted for it. Because you fell for the emotional lie that you were told. You didn't bother to learn, and me included. You didn't, we didn't bother to take our lessons from history and see what happens every time government implements central planning for anything. It's always a disaster because they're greedy and they're corrupt and they're human beings and they're shitty. We allow our emotions to get in the way of the truth. Died Suddenly was a very emotional movie. Pulling giant blood clots out of dead people. And actually one live person. 
I don't know any of the information behind that. I've never heard of any of those people before. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if any of that stuff is real. It becomes my responsibility to find out. I mean, the only person I really knew in that whole thing was uh, Dr. Ryan Cole. And he was actually my first YouTube strike when I shared a video of him testifying about uh, what the government is doing in, in response to COVID-19. I don't know if any of that, any of that was real. Any more than you know. So no, Died Suddenly is not a documentary for me at this point. It is a made-for-TV drama. Because I don't know how much of it is factual. But I want to know. I want to know what's happening to people. I want to make sure that nothing our government is doing is causing that to happen to people. That's where my head's at. And if none of it's true, we should probably find out what is the truth. Because that's some pretty scary stuff. I mean, is the vaccine causing people to die suddenly? Is it? I think so, but I don't know so. I know something is different than it was two and a half years ago. I want to know what. And at first glance, if you... Now, keep in mind, causation is not does not equal correlation or vice versa. But if we're doing something different than we were two and a half years ago, maybe we should consider putting that on pause to find out. And that's one of the major bones that I have to pick with our provincial government right now. They have not stood up and said anything about that. They've said, you know what, we respect people's choices. And we apologize for the discrimination done to people uh, over their medical choices. That's what they've said. And that's good stuff. I agree with that. Kudos to you. But going farther, something's going on. So Danielle, are you interested in finding out what the truth is? I would suggest that would be an excellent thing to do. Find out. Maybe it's something completely different. Hell, maybe it's 5G towers making people drop. Ooh. Tinfoil hat there. Uh, actually, regarding 5G, if you do a little bit of research into radio frequency and how it affects uh, um, cells and human bodies, yeah, that's pretty scary stuff. And that should probably be looked into too because you know what? I don't know, but I think it's something we need to know. Are they spraying us with chemicals every single day? Is every single passenger aircraft in the sky spraying us with things that making are making us dumb? It would seem so, for sure. I don't think that's happening, but should we probably find should we find out? We probably should. And after all this time with all these people that are asking questions, you can't tell me that there hasn't been one person who has gone to an airport and purchased a jerry can of Jet A and taking it to a lab to test it. You want to find out if they're putting something in the jet fuel and spraying it from the sky? Go find out. Heck, you want to find out if the earth is flat? Oh, shoot. 
you probably can't go do this in Russia anymore. I think you can do it in the States. You know what? This brings up something pretty interesting. One of my lifelong dreams, and I was on, I was set to do this when I was consulting. I wanted to go to Russia and spend a few weeks there uh, and visit my, where my ancestors are from. Russia is a beautiful place, beautiful people, beautiful uh, uh, architecture and scenery. I wanted to go visit Chernobyl. Well, you can't do that, can you? No. But I wanted to go to Russia. And the main reason I wanted to go to Russia is because at that time, you could actually book a flight in a MiG-29. And you could go up and you could do aerobatics. You could do a, a edge of the earth flight. You could fly at 80,000 feet. How cool would that be? Now, the price tag was steep. It was about 30,000 bucks. But back then, I could have probably swung it. You want to find out if the earth is flat, fundraise, crowdfund, and book a flight to the edge of the atmosphere. You can do that. You can book a flight. I think you can do it in the United States where they will take you up to 80,000 feet. And you you can look. From 80,000 feet, you'll know if the earth is round or flat. As a matter of fact, at 80,000 feet, you'll probably know if you hit the top of the dome or not. <laughs> Lots of crap going on. And political parties, same thing. Political parties are too worried about twisting their opponents' words, and 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 making you feel emotional about how they interpret their their opponents' actions. They're more worried about that than they are the truth. I mean, is Rachel Notley really concerned with Albertans? No, she sure as hell isn't. Is she really concerned about frontline workers? No, she isn't. If she was, she'd be talking about real, plausible, sustainable solutions, but she doesn't. She talks about political solutions that make her friends rich. And it's not just the NDP and the UCP or the Independence Party. It's all of them because we're all human beings. And we all tend to twist truth to suit our needs. But at least if we're aware of that, we can take steps to stop, right? To try and find some truth. Because the truth really will set us free. And in this case, with the events of the last three years, it doesn't matter what truth you're talking about, be it the truth about COVID or the truth about the government's response or how the vaccines are affecting people or the truth about uh, cloud seeding and geoengineering or the truth about anything, anything really, climate change. If we focused on finding the truth in any of those things, it would set us free. <clears throat> Both sides. There would no longer be a 49.5 to 50.5% split in people because neither side really knows the truth. I mean, we have best guesses. When it comes to climate change, we've seen tons and tons of data and evidence to support the idea that the climate change narrative is a sham and a wealth redistribution scheme. I'm quite comfortable in saying that. But if we could actually focus on the truth, we could unify. Remember what I said before? There can't be any unity unless there's truth. Unity cannot occur unless it is based on truth. So there's your answer.
we got to stop being so willing to tell everyone else they're wrong and more willing to uh, find out the truth for ourselves first. Speaking of which, uh, is there anybody out there that could lend me about thirty-five dollars or $40,000? No, no, <laughs> who am I kidding? Lend me? <laughs> Give me $40,000 so I can fly to the edge of the atmosphere because I'd really like to check and see if the Earth is flat. I I'm really interested. Why? The truth is, I pretty much know it's not flat. I know it's round. I know it's a sphere. But I really want to go for an airplane ride to 80,000 feet. So, yeah, you know, if you could just give me a call after this and let me know where I could pick up a briefcase of cash so I can go to the stratosphere, that would be, uh, yeah, just wonderful. Thank you. And P.S. Nobody's coming along on the ride because I might puke and that'd be very, uh, very embarrassing. And I don't want anybody to know if I puke while I'm in a fighter jet. So there. Okay. So let's have it. Let's have some questions. I haven't been really watching the comments. Uh, I was distracted by the cat for a while there. And um, I'm just kind of lost in thought with some of these things. So let's have it. Give it to me. Let's uh, see your questions and your your comments, be it positive or negative on... <laughs> Yes, Cody. I love it. Let's see your comments, positive or negative, on what I've said. If you disagree with me, feel free to do your best to tear me a new asshole. Um, or whatever. You might not see it from the video, but I do have very broad shoulders, and uh, I can take a lot. But yes, some people say that I have fairly thin skin, and that is correct. I tend to lash out at people when they're stupid, garbage human beings, rather than debate them in a meaningful conversation just because I don't like garbage human beings. They actually bother me. Where is my chicken? Now that is a very good question. Um, you don't see my chicken beside me, but I want you to notice how much fatter I'm getting. That should tell you where my chicken went. Just kidding. She's in the backyard with the horses. What's your thoughts on Shell burying CO2 in the Vagreville area? Okay. Great question. In my area, an oil company... Oh boy, here I go. Uh, you know, I thought one day I, I had thought maybe one day I'd like to work for these guys, but after saying this, they're not going to hire me. CO2 capture is a wealth distribution scheme and it is means to get the rich richer on your back with your tax dollars. In my area, an oil company named Enhance Oil and Gas. Very good oil company, good people, great people, great operators. I know a few of them. Um, they got a whole bunch of wells around here and they were all kind of marginal. There's a lot of NISCU uh, uh, D2 stuff that's kind of depleted. It's sour. Uh, they got some other zones that they, they produce here. I'm not, I can't remember exactly which ones, but anyway, they're fairly deep. They're fairly depleted. As a matter of fact, there's a well that I'm supposed to be um, pulling everything out of and running a bridge plug about 20 minutes from my house because it's depleted and it's no longer economically viable. So they got all these wells. And years ago, we started talking about carbon capture and storage. And the conversation ended up with a plan 
to build a pipeline from Fort Saskatchewan all the way down here and inject that CO2 in the ground safely so that it's not in the atmosphere causing climate change. Great idea, right? Well, we don't want the earth to light on fire by 2016, Al Gore. So we better do this. We better take the plant food and put it in the ground. Well, taxpayers, virtuous, planet-loving taxpayers, they ponied up. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a long time since I've, I've read anything about this. I think it was like $15 billion, a huge amount of money, was invested by taxpayers to build this pipeline uh, from Fort Saskatchewan all the way down to Clive, Alberta, and actually beyond. So they could pump CO2 and inject it in the ground here. Now, the oil company thought this is a great idea even though they think that climate change is a ridiculous notion. And, you know, if you you talk to any energy industry giant, um, they'll probably pander to net zero because it's politically appropriate for them and it makes them wealthy. And here's how it makes them wealthy. The government says, well, we need to do something about this. So we're going to partner with an oil company. We're going to build this pipeline. We're going to pump all this carbon dioxide into the ground. And the oil company is going to use it to actually increase their reservoir pressure and increase their production. They're going to make more money. They're going to be more wealthy because of this. But the taxpayers paid for part of that pipeline. In the end, did it really do anything to, to stop climate change? No, it probably didn't. But an oil company, their revenue is up. Their production is up. They're just laughing all the way to the bank. While the rest of us are watching uh, our seniors not able to afford their medicine or their heat or their food because their pensions don't pay them enough or they don't have enough social support. Meanwhile, the, you know, these, these virtue signaling, green pandering, net zero pandering assholes are becoming extremely wealthy. There's an example. So that whole idea of carbon capture, no, that's those carbon capture projects are costing you money. Money is coming out of your pocket. It's being used to fund this stuff. The oil companies are laughing at you and they're getting richer. That's why they buy into these green schemes. That's why they do these things. That's why Murray Edwards is um, a major shareholder in the carbon, in the, in the company that owns the patent on the carbon capture technology because he knows he can get more money out of your wallet and have the government take it for him if he buys into their net zero bullshit. Does he really believe it? Probably not. Does it make him very wealthy? Absolutely. It's all about money. It's not about the planet. It's not about protecting our nurses and doctors. It's about money and making people's friends rich so they support them come election time. Sorry, I, I, I wasn't watching the comments. I'm going to go back. I'm going to look, see what I can find. You know what? You pieces of shit on there that are... Uh, constantly posting cryptocurrency scam stuff fuck off i've had enough i seriously have had enough like if you think people are stupid enough to click on your links you are literally the lowest scum on the face of the planet trying to trick people into your bullshit crypto scams so i'll say it again fuck off thank you very much and facebook come on really you can fact check every video I do, everything I post, but you can't, your algorithm can't see that there are fake profiles firing up all over the place 
and they're talking about the same bullshit crypto scams that I report 10, 12, 15, 100 times a day. Really? What's the truth here? Are you worried about the truth? Or are you worried about protecting a narrative? Because if it was about the truth or protecting Facebook users, you would be doing something about these piece of shit scammers. Pardon my French. That wasn't French. Just in case you're offended by me saying that. Okay, here we go. The mayor of Coots in the inquiry said the guns were fake. Yes, I heard that too, and it didn't seem to really do anything. It just it was there, and then it was gone, and nobody talked about it again. Uh, if you don't follow Rebel News and subscribe, I would suggest you do so. Not just, it, this has nothing to do with me. I don't get any money. Um, they don't do anything for me for me saying this. I'm saying this because... I'm a subscriber and some of the information that I get from them, it makes my day. For instance, the car that had the uh, uh, Nazi flag waving idiot in the uh, convoy at the beginning in the first day or whatever, uh, appears as though it's registered as a government fleet vehicle. Uh, there, there's, some, there's some really interesting truth going to come out of this and I can't wait to hear it. As a matter of fact, the convoy board, Freedom Convoy board lawyer, Brandon Miller, he said something in questioning a witness uh, to the effect of, are you aware that the person holding this flag or whatever was uh, this person who worked for this group? They're tied in with the federal government. And then just walked away. And I mean, the whole day blew up. And eventually today, he was removed from the courtroom for asking questions and for insisting that they follow process and protocol, uh, to which the commissioner was having none of it, so he had security escort him out of the courtroom. But it's getting really interesting, and of course, right before the prime minister is set to testify. But I'm gonna let's let's I'm gonna be a bookie here. Let's let's take wagers on: Is Trudeau gonna testify, or is he going to mysteriously get COVID again after visiting Cambodia over Remembrance Day, and spitting on the graves of the fallen Canadian soldiers who gave their lives for this country and other countries around the world. Is he going to mysteriously get COVID and be feeling unwell so he can't testify at the Emergencies Act Commission? Or will he testify and do the same old blah, 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 blah that he always does? I put my money on fake COVID again. What do you say? Too much cash from the government. I speak as an assistance recipient. Well, it takes a lot of balls to say that, Stephanie. I'll, I'll, I apologize if you're offended by me saying you have balls. Uh, not literal, figurative. That's true. A lot of times there's too much cash doled out where it doesn't need to go and certainly not enough where it definitely needs to go. Uh, what else? Everyone should listen to the interview Jordan Peterson had with Danielle Smith on YouTube. She is brilliant. Worth the listen. The news will not give her the airtime to speak for sure. I agree. Great interview. I liked what she had to say. Jordan Peterson's awesome. Great job, both of you. However, again, there's stuff that I wish you would have talked about that you aren't. And specifically, uh, the people who are being harmed from something. 
whether it be the vaccine or something else. Angry crickets, maybe. What other questions we got here? We don't have no hate mail yet. Where's the hate mail? Come on, you cowards. I know you're there. I know you're watching. I know you got something to say, so say it. You're hiding behind fake profiles and fake names. No one will ever know. Don't worry. Go ahead. Put your comment up. Uh, Not really any questions. Climate change is all a scam for the government to make money. Yes, it is, but not just the government because there's rules to prevent the government from doing that, right? But they sure know how to skirt the rules to make their friends rich and then get kickbacks later. You know what Trudeau's net worth is? When he took office, I think it was something around $10 million. Uh, it's up $340 million now or something like that. How does that happen? Certainly not by accident. Certainly not by working hard. And certainly not on a $300,000 a year salary. We can't allow Trudeau to block Alberta pipelines. Let's open up Alberta gas lines and we'll see gas go back to under a dollar a liter. I don't know that we ever would. I don't think there's any way we would ever see gas that cheap or fuel that cheap for Albertans unless we were independent. And I say that because our oil companies, this is a tricky one. Oil companies want to make the most money they can for their shareholders. Right? Right. So how do you extract resources in Alberta and sell them to the world, including Alberta, which is what you should be able to do because if you're doing the work and extracting the resources and you're doing it legally and lawfully, then they're your resources. That's the way it works. How do you say, well, we're going to sell our oil to Alberta for um, you know $10 a barrel or $30 a barrel instead of selling it on the world market at 90 or hundred dollars a barrel. I'm not sure where that happens. Um, unless now this is totally backwards from everything I believe, but unless there's like an Alberta owned oil company that extracts oil and gas specifically for Albertans to use. But then again, we have a government interfering in private business and government doesn't belong in private business. So I'm not exactly sure how to do that. Maybe a group of like-minded people could get together and say, Hey, we're going to form a not-for-profit oil company. And our goal, goal isn't to get rich and be big energy juggernauts. Our goal is to provide Albertans with um, uh, cheap resources. Now, I don't know how well that would work either because there's a lot of people who would stand to lose a lot of money and they would lobby against it and they'd probably block it. So I'm not sure what to do about that. However, I'm going to work on uh, having a conversation on here with my buddy Tanner today because I really like that dude. And I want to ask him a bunch of these questions. So if you know Tanner, Send them a little message or a little nudge and say, hey, you know, quit quit going out and gallivanting all over the province and go have a conversation with Chris. Maybe he'll have something to say. Isn't CO2 plant food and beneficial to plant life? Yes, it is. Absolutely. But one of the arguments you've heard and I've heard over the last few decades is that carbon dioxide will go up and up and up and up and up. And as David Suzuki said, we will reach a tipping point where we can no longer come back and then it just goes up like this and the world lights on fire. Al Gore said that too. Now, if you're interested in the truth, 
you can go to energytalkingpoints.com. Now, this is Alex Epstein's uh, site, and he has a ton of information, a ton of data on that site uh, that you can thumb through. And one of the things is there is uh, uh, scientific evidence to support the theory that CO2 doesn't go up and up and up and eventually reach a tipping point and just go through the roof. It plateaus. Probably because the earth was designed with purpose and intent specifically to adapt and and uh, accommodate human beings. But what do I know? I'm just a burger flipper. But that CO2 actually plateaus. So it goes up and up and up and up. And eventually it just kind of levels off. And we've kind of started to see this a little bit over in recent years. The earth is greening a little bit. Um, our temperature is up about one degree. Now, another thing you're going to hear is, oh, the ice caps are going to melt. Everyone's going to be underwater. No, it's not. Nobody believes that. Not even the rich people that tell you that believe that because they have houses on the ocean. They build multi-billion dollar real estate developments at sea, at like three feet above sea level. The banks don't believe it's going to happen. They don't believe it's going to happen. Nobody believes it's going to happen. They just tell you it's going to happen so that you pay a carbon tax and they get rich because then they put solar panels on their hotel. They use less energy and they get credits that you pay for. That's why they tell you that, but it's all fake. And yes, CO2 is plant food. We need more of it, not less of it. Uh, what else? Where's the questions? Seriously, I, I just don't, I don't know why there's no negative feedback. Oh, I must have blocked everybody who's negative. No, I only block people who aren't interested in debate and say stuff like, Chris, where did you, what did you do with all of the money you stole from people? Well, let me tell you something, Doug. Um, first of all, one of the things that I'm going to be doing with my money over the next few months is I'm going to start suing the shit out of people who are saying that I stole anything from anyone. Doug, if you have any evidence at all to support the, to support the, uh, allegation that I ever stole from anybody or did anything that I, or didn't do something that I said I was going to do, bring it on. I want to see that. And if you don't have it, you can shut your lying pie hole. Uh, because if you don't, I am going to start spending some of my money uh, to hire lawyers and sue the shit out of you because you can't do that to people. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of those questions. I'm sick of the, uh, when are you going to start making the donations? Guess what? Since all that happened, uh, things haven't been exactly rosy with my business, but I've still donated just about $14,000 back to other organizations and stuff. I've still, I've done tons of community service work. I've done what I can to help people. And if you, you know, if you don't care to accept the truth, then you can just go fuck yourself because I really don't care anymore. But if you're going to continue to say stuff like that about me, on Facebook or public forums or in emails or anything like that, uh, you, you can probably bet, well, unless you have a fake profile, you cowards. But if you're, if you're going to continue doing that, you can expect to see me at your door serving you uh, with a notice to appear in court. I'm done with it. I'm done with people trying to destroy my business because they're lying pieces of crap. I'm done with people trying to destroy the, my business because they don't believe the same things I do. It's absolute horse crap. And I've taken it for far too long. It's affected my business. And I'm not going to uh, let that happen without a fight. So, sorry. Sorry about that, Doug. 
what else? Yes, there are some freedom-minded individuals and groups starting to work together. Absolutely, there are. And I hope they can hold it together. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Beverly. Beverly says, your English is a very god. Yeah, I like it. The earth isn't flat or round. It's twisted. Ah, you know, that would make sense because I think a lot of people are twisted too. Facebook covered up my comments a few shows ago. Uh, you know, people say a lot of weird things like that. And I, I don't know if it actually happens or doesn't. I guess, I guess it probably does. But there are some buttons you can press like when it comes to comments, most relevant, newest, oldest, whatever. So sometimes your comments might not show up unless you click on all comments. So try that first. Because I don't really think that Facebook messes with my stuff. I'm small time. Uh, they don't have time to mess with people like me. I think that means I've been swearing a lot in this show. Oh, hey, Pam. Nice to see you. Pam is a uh, frequent visitor to the Whistle Stop Cafe. She comes down with her motorhome and hangs out, and it's great. As a matter of fact, we've got a lot of people that do that. They come to the Whistle Stop for a little vacation, and it's a lot of fun because it's, uh, you know, like-minded, freedom-loving people, and we just have an absolute blast. Well, I don't get to do it very much. Like, I don't get to go hang out with them as much as I like to, but uh, they sure seem to have a good time, and I'm glad that I could accommodate that. Uh, Brian Fox, that's the guy with Enterprise, I believe. I like your French, says Joe. Thank you very much. Merci. Ooh, lots of people swearing on here. It appears as though I've set an example. Oh, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Cox, not Brian Fox. Did you see another convoy to Ottawa, February 2023? Totally saw it. Um, if you want to go, great. Uh, I'm not going. I don't, I just, yeah, I... I'm not feeling it, if you know what I mean. I think there's other things to do. And I really don't think anything's ever going to be the same as it was that last time. Just my opinion. But if you want to go, absolutely go. What about your court dates? I've heard nothing. January 16th to 18th, I'm scheduled to be back in Red Deer Provincial Court. Um, and I cannot wait. To get back in court, it's going to be awesome. My lawyers uh, provided at no cost to me through the Democracy Fund have done an excellent job. Not only have they been advocating for me and representing me really well in court, but they have taken the time to really dig into what happened to me and what was going on and what AHS has done. And I can tell you it is juicy. And I'm really looking forward to going to court. And I'm really looking forward to, to um, have everybody see what the government and AHS tried to do to me and how they tried to do it. If you think that I didn't have a reason to stand up and, and do what I did and stare them in the eye, all will be explained once I get back in court. 
and it's going to blow your mind. I get Rebel and have subscribed. think it costs $8 a month. Yes, I actually um, do the yearly subscription. And I also do a yearly subscription to Western Standard. And the reason I do that is because I want to support organizations like that who are willing to tell both sides of the story. Now, do I agree with everything they both say? No, absolutely not. Of course I don't. But I respect that they have different opinions than me. Um, you might be saying, well, why would I pay them? Why would I pay for the news? I get it for free. No, you don't. The news you get from uh, TV or radio is not free. You pay for that. The government tells you, you have to give the government your money. And then the government takes that money and they give $1.5 billion to the Canadian Media Fund. And they give it to CTV and CBC. CBC being the largest recipient. Actually, I think I think CBC's uh, received $1.3 billion or something like that. And then a bunch more to the others. I can't remember the exact numbers. But your tax dollars, the money you work for, gets taken by the government. And then they give it to CBC, CTV, Global News, all of the members of the Canadian Media Fund. And in order to be a member of the Canadian Media Fund, you have to be a good little boy or girl or anywhere in between the thousands of genders there are of that. And you have to say what the government wants you to say. And you can't say anything they don't like. Otherwise, they take away your seat at the Canadian, Canadian Media Fund trough. And you no longer get access to Canadians' hard-earned money. That's why I support places like Rebel and Western Standard because my money's being forcibly taken from me and used to fund corrupt propagandists, also known as the media. So I just want to do my part to support those who aren't, aren't part of that. Uh, da, da. A large crypto organization has filed for bankruptcy. Sorry, I can't remember the company's name. Maybe it was the one who laundered all the money that went to Ukraine and came back to the Democratic Party in the United States. Don't know. Again, just a burger, burger flipper. I don't think they will let Brandon Miller say anything. They're scared shitless of that guy. And so they should, because you know what? They've done some digging. They found some truth. And the truth will set people free. But unfortunately, in this case, the truth will also probably put some people behind bars. And the people who are at risk of going behind bars have a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of influence and a lot of powerful friends. And they don't want to go there. So they're going to do everything they can to prevent the truth setting people free because a lie is the only thing that's keeping them out of jail. Let's see how that goes. The guy says he's suing Brandon for libel. Good. Let's see the truth come out. Yes. Let's see the truth come out. Uh, that photo was taken by Trudeau's photographer. I have no idea. Uh, so something about Calgary Freedom Central blocking people. I don't know much. I don't even know who runs that anymore. I know who ran Edmonton Freedom Central. That was that Phil Primo crazy who, uh, is threatening me and saying he's coming to, they're coming to get me. They're coming to get me. It scares me. It scares the pants off me so much that I'm not even wearing pants. 
I know the folks at Canada Freedom Central are pretty good. Uh, Selena and Cody and them, they're, uh, I talk to them every now and then. They seem to be on the up and up and they try and get the truth out there. So thank you very much for doing that. Monkeypox. What's monkeypox? Is that a thing? Ooh, there's a lot of, uh, whoa, you guys, I'm, I'm not actually a bookie just in case you, you didn't know that. And if you thought I was, you didn't put on your amount you wanted to bet. Most people think that Trudeau is going to end up with monkeypox or COVID, so we can't testify. There's going to be something. Something will happen. They're going to, something's going to happen. There's going to be a distraction. It's going to be funny though, right? Entertaining. Here's a, here's a funny, interesting, scary question. Is this all just acting? Are they all actors? Is that a thing? That's a theory that none of this is real. We just have been made to believe it's real and it's all actors. Wouldn't that be something? If so, they're really good actors. Best show I've ever watched. It's got everything. Action, drama, romance, scandal, you name it. It's all there. You can't even write this stuff. Or maybe it's all written. Question. How much has the oceans risen in the last hundred years? Answer is zero. Yeah, and you're right. Interesting, right? They brought Miller back in after lunch. Oh, nice. Awesome. That's right on. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Mendocino was a rambling idiot. Well, no, duh. I used to be a fan of Rachel's. Uh, I'm thinking this is Rachel Notley. But after a while, I was left with more questions than answers and started looking into some of the things she was doing and didn't like what I was finding. I'm entitled to my own thoughts on her, as we all are. Uh, there are plenty of politicians that I thought were wonderful at the time. And as I've learned more and done a little more digging, I've realized they weren't the people we thought they were. They told us what we wanted to hear, so we'd vote for them, uh, like my friend Jason Kenny. And then when the rubber met the road, they were not who they said they were. I really hope my friend Danielle is different than that. There were suddenly more masks around Edmonton today, sadly. Yes, there are. And do you want to know why you see so many masks? Because people are still believing a lie. And it's a lie that the government hasn't recanted yet. There's a ton of studies out there showing that masks are not effective. They're out there. You can find it yourself. Um, my friend Paul Alexander, Dr. Paul Alexander, he's got a bunch of that info in a huge folder, and he's ready to present that to any government, any health committee, any CMOH, anybody, and debate them on the science behind what he's saying. None of them will because they're all a bunch of chicken shits. They won't do it. Well, maybe they will now. I'd like to see that. I would like to see the debate and find out the truth. But yeah, there's a lot of masks back around Edmonton. Um, do you remember a few years ago when the government said, oh, we have this vaccine coming out and once we get to 70%, this is over. No more masks, no more social distancing, no more business closures, nothing. It's all back to normal. We just have to reach herd immunity. And then people did that and they were still wearing masks and still getting COVID and nothing changed. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the numbers this year, 
uh, of, unex okay, first of all, unexplained deaths, uh, hospitalizations due to flu or COVID, not much has changed this year to last year. With all of those interventions that the government suggested, not much changed. And people are still doing the same thing. Why? Because it's a habit. When I was wearing my face diaper, uh, I don't want to call it a face diaper. That's disrespectful to diapers. When I was wearing my masks, like a good boy in the beginning, partially because I actually thought they might do something, partially because I was just told to, so I did. Um, when I was wearing them, I remember getting to a point where if I got out of my car to go in a store and I didn't have that mask on, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I don't know if I was addicted to that mask or if I needed it as some sort of a, a comfort, but I felt like I was kind of naked if I went somewhere and I forgot my mask. And imagine if you've been wearing one for three years, terrified how you would feel if you left your house right now and you didn't have a mask on, you would feel terrified, right? Maybe think about that next time you're um, doing the same thing I do and you're, you're out and you see someone wearing a mask and inside you're just boiling and you're, you want to shout at them to take that stupid thing off. It's not doing anything. Maybe think about how that would feel to be so habitually attached to something like that that you can't feel normal without it uh, before you give them a hard time. There's a lot of truth that has to come out before those people will ever be comfortable taking them off if they ever are at all. Uh, what else we got here? Some women have bigger balls than men. You know who has much bigger balls than a lot of men? Teresa Tam. I'm going to take some heat for that one, aren't I? Ah, here's another truth. Boys are boys and girls are girls. I'm going to take some heat for that one too. However, I don't give a crap what people want to be. If people want to change their genders, go ahead. I won't treat you any differently. If you want, if you're a man and you want to be called a woman, I don't care. I will call you that. Because it's none of my business. I really don't care. As long as you're not an asshole. Um, however, on the other side of this, did you guys know that there are actually people who are born with chromosomes that are neither male nor female? Or they're both? That's a science thing and it actually really happens. It really does. Does it apply to every person who just decides that they want to be different that day? No, of course not. It doesn't. But Science does support the idea that there are more than two genders, at least um, if you're considering chromosomes. So there you go. There's a truth that neither side will like because the, the side that believe that there's a 400,000 genders aren't going to like that I said boys are boys and girls are girls. And the side that believes that there's only two genders will not like the fact that I said there are more than two genders uh, because that's what happens within nature at least when you're talking about chromosomes. Again, I'm kind of in the middle there, uh, not liked by either side for it. But I don't care, because that's the truth. Hmm. Ah, you're doing it again, you scumbags with your crypto scam things. People aren't that stupid. 
Uh, fake COVID. Justin Trudeau is a chicken shit. Yes, he is. You're a cradle robber, Chris. Yes, I am. Did you hear what First Nations said about Daniel, the Sovereignty Act? Yes, they lied. Ooh, I'm going to take a lot of heat for that. So uh, a group of chiefs, Treaty 6, 7, and 8 from Southern Alberta, they basically took a stand against the Alberta Sovereignty Act, saying that it was uh, violating their constitutional sovereignty. It was violating the Charter Rights of Freedoms. It was not taking into account the treaties. I don't think they even read it. Well, they couldn't have because it's not actually out. Um, first off, the Alberta Sovereignty Act simply means that the province is going to take constitutional sovereign control over those things in which the Constitution allows. Period. Much like our uh, First Nations brothers and sisters want to take uh, their sovereignty that the Constitution and the Indian Act affords them. I, I'm... Glad for them to do that. That's what the law says. As I'm glad that Alberta is going to take their constitutional sovereignties as well, because that's what the law allows. Um, is it violating their treaties? No, it's not. Is Alberta independence considering violating the treaties? No, it's not. That Those treaties were made between the Crown and the uh, First Nations people. And regardless of which flag Alberta is under, those treaties would always be... Um, they would always be recognized and respected. And if there's anybody within uh, any groups that I'm in that would think otherwise to that, I will fight you tooth and nail. And I will say, no, uh, no matter what happens in this province or whose flag flies, uh, the First Nations People's Treaties will be respected because that's nothing to do with now. Those are age-old contracts that have to be um, held. So why would this happen? I don't know. Maybe because $1.3 billion was just injected into those, those folks down there. Who knows why? But I would suggest following the money. Why would a group speak out against Alberta sovereignty that had just received $1.3 billion from the federal government? Why would that happen? I don't know. Uh, so WF, WEF website. Did you know that I'm a WEF email subscriber? Weird, right? A lot of the stuff that they send in their emails, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, now don't get me wrong. I do not think that that organization has any business within Canada, Alberta, or any government. They, what they want to see this planet B is pure evil. I, I, I don't agree with it at all. But they mix a lot of good truth in with their messaging. And I find that they don't talk about the implications of a lot of the things they're advocating for, like digital currency and digital ID. They just make people think that, hey, this feels great. This is a great idea and it would save so much time and make things so much easier and we can be so much prosperous, but they don't talk about the other side of the story. And that's what I think about when I read their emails. Well, when digital currency and digital ID come out, what happens if I want to speak out against the government and I have to uh, engage in civil disobedience in order to make my point? 
what happens then? Well, they shut me off. I can't eat anymore. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my mortgage. I lose everything. The government just takes it. That's pretty scary. I like the idea of having a coffee can buried in the backyard. I don't. Number one, if I did, it'd be dug up already because I need the money. Number two, um, yeah, I just don't. So don't dig in my backyard for a coffee can full of money. However, I know someone in town that has a bunch of money buried in coffee cans in the backyard that was gotten a weird way, but let's not talk about that. I think we should be able to keep what's ours, our property. We should be able to hold it in our hand, bury it in our backyard, whatever. And I think the only way to put an entire globe into submission and, and compliance is to be able to turn people off and prevent them from buying and selling unless they buy into what they say. Scary crap. Hey, all this money being doled out is our money. Yes, it is. And for anyone that's just figuring that out now, wow, the government doesn't give anyone anything. They don't give free money. They simply take our money and give it to other people. Well, that's my friend, Deb. Hey, Deb. I'm glad you're watching. Can we freeze Trudeau's bank account? Probably not, but that would be friggin' hilarious if we could... Um, freeze all the politicians' bank accounts until we found out the truth. How much faster would the truth come out then if the politicians' bank accounts were frozen? I would argue that corruption in politics and within our politicians is a threat to national security. And therefore, their bank accounts should be frozen until which time we can determine which one of them are acting in the interests of Canadians and which one of them are committing treason. My mother wears very expensive army boots. I don't think she does. Keep up the great work, bud. I just joined it. Do you trust Danielle? Hmm. That's a very good question. Do I trust Danielle? I trust Danielle Smith as much as I would trust any other politician. And I think the question here is not whether I trust Danielle, but am I willing to trust myself to hold her accountable? I think that is a bigger question. Because really, at the end of the day, no matter what we think or feel, we can't change the way someone else thinks or acts. We can uh, change the way we think or we act, and by doing so, we can influence other people. So I think maybe that's the question that has to be asked. So do, do I trust her? Uh, yeah. I trust her to do what she says she's going to do. And if she doesn't, uh, I trust myself to call her out and, and uh, change the way I'm acting to try and influence what she's doing. But that takes a lot more people than just one. I think Trudeau has shite his pants. He'll go to the island and meet in secret with his friends who parked their ship outside Tofino Bay. Want to hear something funny? Tofino used to have this little gravel airstrip. It was perfectly fine, suited the people at Tofino. Uh, just, just fine. Uh, well, they have a uh, nice, long, paved landing strip now that can accommodate a jet because that's where Trudeau likes to land. And your tax dollars paid for it. Did the people of Tofino ask for it? No. Did they need it? Nope. Did they want it? Well, maybe some did, but probably not. 
but they got it anyway and you paid for it because Trudeau influenced something along the way and he got a landing strip for his jet so he can land right in Tofino instead of landing in Nanaimo and driving to Tofino. Cool, hey? I can't wait till I have a private jet. I'm going to land it in my back friggin' yard. No, I need a helicopter for that. He'll cite parliamentary privilege. So will Freeland. They probably will because they're evil, corrupt bastards and they don't have the truth in mind. They need to continue lying. Otherwise, it all falls apart. Are you addicted to hate or something? No, I'm not. But I was addicted to nicotine, which I haven't had for over a week now. So I might seem a little more angry than usual. But I'm trying. Doing my best. Also, I'm eating a ton of food. You can tell by my how my face is getting rounder. Uh, what else we got? We got any more comments? Hey, Chris, what do you think about an Alberta Provincial Police? I think that's an awesome idea. Why wouldn't we want an Alberta Provincial Police? And and why are, why are people lying saying that that would destroy Alberta? Did the Ontario Provincial Police destroy Ontario? No, they didn't. Um, what they did do was put a police force in Ontario, enforcing their laws in their province, made up of their people, who are interested in the best interests of Ontario. Why wouldn't we want a provincial police force in Alberta? Why wouldn't we want an Alberta provincial police force that swears an oath to protect the rights and freedoms of Albertans and uphold the law? Why would we not want that? Right now we have the RCMP most the vast majority of which are good men and women who want to serve the communities, but they are loyal to the crown. Now it's, it's time. It's been time for a long time that Alberta grew up and said, no, we're going to manage our own affairs. Um, we don't need mummy and daddy now to babysit us. We can manage our own affairs. We are grownups and we have every constitutional right to do that. And we should. Alberta is grown up now. We can manage our own affairs. We don't need uh, anyone else to interfere with them. We don't need the crown to be our executive branch of government here. We don't need it. We should manage it ourselves. We should have our, our Alberta police force accountable to the communities in which they serve. Maybe we elect sheriffs. Although that's a tricky one because we have all seen how um, elections can be influenced and corrupted and corrupt people elected. But I mean, at some point we got to trust something. So yeah, of course. Yes. I want an Alberta police force. Uh, what else? Thank you for the positive comments. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people getting rich off these jobs. A lot. Our prime minister is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Equitas, A-C-U-I-T-A-S Therapeutics. Uh, check out the shareholders. See how much of that Trudeau owns and how much money he's made, how much his net worth has increased just since the jobs rolled out. 
why would you say, why do you ask, has that happened? Well, that company, I think it's called Akitas Therapeutics. Uh, they manufacture the nanolipid, nano, lipid nanoparticle technology that encompasses the mRNA and allows it to do its thing. Without it, mRNA would just like disintegrate into nothing and it would be useless. However, with that technology that that company makes, uh, made in Canada, made in BC, right at the, uh, I believe, University of British Columbia. Don't see that in the news, do you? You think that'd be celebrated. Is used in all of the vaccines. Uh, pardon me. Most of them. And our prime minister owns a big part of that company. So yes, he does make money off this. As do a bunch of his friends, I'm sure. Will you be convoying to Ottawa in February? I doubt it. Probably not. Not this time. Another pilot died at controls today. I really want to find out the truth as to why this is happening. I don't care what the answer is. I just want the truth so we can fix it. I think that's what we should all be interested in. OPEC set our wholesale prices, don't they? Kind of, not really, a little bit. The answer is yes, and the answer is no. World prices are hugely influenced by OPEC. Um, however, you know, if Canada and the United States got their shit together and maybe included Mexico, I think Venezuela is a bit of a write-off now, maybe Colombia, um, we would probably set world oil prices because we produce more. But this is just the way it is right now. There's something interesting happening with world oil. Um, OPEC is considering changing from the U.S. dollar for world oil prices to the yen. Isn't that something? That's pretty significant. Um, that was a, you know, if you look up how the world oil prices came to be traded in U.S. dollars, uh, it's a pretty interesting story. And maybe if I can ever get Tanner on here, I'll have him go through it uh, with me so that you can hear but the implications of the world oil price trading in yen instead of U.S. dollars is very significant. So you should keep an eye on that. <clears throat> do you think Daniel Smith has a good plan for healthcare? Yes, I do. Do I think it's perfect? No. Do I think it's good? Yes. Do I think it's great? Yes. Uh, I don't recall any politician since I've been in Alberta, and I've been in Alberta since 2000. I don't recall any politician doing or saying they want to do the things that Danielle Smith is saying. That's a big deal. There's big problems within our healthcare in this province and they require big solutions, not just throwing more money at it, not just strengthening unions and increasing corruption. It requires some people getting fired, some positions being removed, some huge auditing, some investigation, and some rebuilding. You might say that we have to build back better. Oh, that actually creeped me out to say that. Policy locked. We are policy locked. Yes, we're policy locked. I get that all the time. In independent Alberta, it would be landlocked. No, we wouldn't be because people want to trade with us. 
And uh, if you're so worried about being landlocked, why are you not worried about being policy locked as we are right now? There's federal policy that prevents us from moving our oil to any coast. Another thing we should talk about with Tanner. What are the best industries to try and take private again? Well, how about all of them? Or how about if they're not private, maybe we allow two or more contractors to supply the services that that we're, we're making public service. Like, isn't that how the free the market is supposed to work? Isn't that how innovation happens and business improves is by, you know, competing for business? I don't know. Where's the best place to follow what Dr. Peter McCullough is doing? He had some excellent things to say when he's on your show. You can find him on his Substack. So if you Google Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough Substack, you'll find it. Uh, I think he also still does the McCullough Report on a, um, a major U.S. news site. So you can find him there. Yeah, there are a lot of RCMP members who would love to have an Alberta Provincial Police Force because they... Yeah, they are not liking what the federal government's doing either. Daniel Smith's Sovereignty Act is not anymore. That's not true as far as I know, but feel free to comment and elaborate on that. Also, I'm getting tired, so I'm going to shut this off soon. Uh... Oh, here's something interesting. Benita says, Chris Sky is speaking at the Freedom Rally in Edmonton on Saturday, December 3rd. I'm curious to know what his current messaging is. I'm curious to know as well. I won't be there, but I'll probably try and watch it. Um, I get questions like that all the time. What do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? Is this guy controlled opposition? Is this guy a paid opposition? Whatever. No, probably not. The, the right answer most of the time is the simplest explanation. I think it goes something like that. People don't like Chris Guy because he's kind of arrogant, boisterous, loud, whatever, oftentimes disrespectful. I think that's as far as it goes. Does he have good messaging and is he saying a lot of truthful things? Yes, he is. Does he twist some truth for dramatic effect? Probably. But I don't think he's a inherently evil or bad person. Why not? Norway does it with their reserves and people get dividends. So this is referring to the oil prices and fuel prices in Alberta. I think that's one way it could happen is if Albertans actually were actively participating in the royalties. But I guess you could say we are right now, but it goes to the government and then the government does things on our behalf. One of the things they could do maybe is subsidize our fuel. That could happen. Um, by the way, Premier Smith has said that she is going to uh, remove the provincial fuel tax and I think maybe even get rid of it altogether. So that's something. <clears throat> Two questions. Number one, I can answer these with some authority because I know the answers for sure. Number one, do you think Danielle is totally convinced her sovereignty act in a united Canada will work? Yes. Uh, I do believe she is totally convinced that the Sovereignty Act in a united Canada will work. Uh, if you ask me if I'm convinced it will work, 
I would say no. However, uh, I'm, I do agree that it should be tried. Question number two, if her act doesn't work, do you believe she would put forth a referendum? No, I do not. I do not believe that Daniel Smith will put forth a referendum on independence if the Sovereignty Act fails. What I do know is that she and her government are planning to reduce the threshold for a citizens initiative referendum so that if it becomes apparent that we cannot fix our position within confederation with the sovereignty act or with any other plan um, we have the capability as albertans to get the referendum on the table now if we do that if we do that and we bring that referendum to the legislature, I do believe that she would put it to the people of Alberta. I really do. Um, I don't think any politician should ever be fearful of asking their constituents uh, how they feel about a certain question. So yes, I do believe that she would accept the referendum or accept the petition and put the referendum. I do not believe that she would initiate a referendum from within the government. And I'll just take a few more questions and then I'm going to bed. Tanner is awesome. Yes, he is. You are in Plamondon tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? I don't think that's tomorrow. I think that's on the 26th. Nothing wrong with Alberta citizens receiving dividends for oil production completed in Alberta. No, there certainly is not. Because those are our resources. We own them. They're ours. Yep. They belong to the people of Alberta. They are held in trust by the crown for the people of Alberta. Just like our water, just like our trees, just like our minerals, everything. The crown holds it in trust for us. It's ours. Mummy is holding the bank account for us until we grow up and take it for ourselves. Did you get in touch with the lady that needs the lung transplants? No, I have not yet. Uh, yes, uh, Tanner and I will be speaking in Plamondon, Alberta, on Saturday at 1 p.m. And if you want to speak with me or meet me in Plamondon on Saturday, you have to get there early because I have to leave as soon as I'm done speaking. I have to run out the door and hop in an airplane and head south so I can make the uh, last couple hours of the Rebel Live event in Calgary, which I really wanted to attend, but I was double booked. So I'm going to Plamondon and then heading to Calgary for the Rebel News event. Speaking of which, if you haven't already got your tickets to Rebel Live in Calgary, uh, do so. Like, just if you if you can afford it, go. Um, if it's a little bit out of your price range, one thing you can do, I just saw this today, is when you go through the checkout to buy your tickets, put in the, uh, the, the coupon code, is it 10PASTOR or PASTOR10? Somebody's going to put it up here for me, I know it. I think Carrie's watching, but I believe it's, it's 10 pastor or pastor 10 
in the coupon code and you get 10% off your ticket. I know it's not a huge amount of money, but it's a little bit of help for those uh, who need it. If you can go and you're in the area, just go. There's going to be a pile of people there, a lot of information that you know, you're probably going to want to hear. There's some great speakers. Um, there's, I believe, food is provided. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be, it's something that they haven't been able to do in three years uh, because of, well, obviously, right? So if you haven't got your tickets, you should get them and go. There was a commercial on YouTube saying, if you eat meat, you are killing the planet. Just ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous. If you eat meat, you're not killing the planet. You're killing a cow or a steer, but not the planet. Have you watched Died Suddenly? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I uh, spoke about it at the beginning of this live, and I somewhat trashed it for its dramatic misrepresentation of the truth. What do you think about digital passports? Don't really care. They take away your passport if they don't want you to have one right now anyway, so that doesn't make any difference to me. Did you watch uh, ATPN as the Council of Chiefs were interviewed by Legacy Media about how they're against? Yes, I did. And I spoke about that earlier. Uh, again, they misrepresented the truth. They misinterpreted the Sovereignty Act. Their allegations are incorrect. And I am concerned that this is the result of a $1.3 billion cash injection that the federal government uh, just made to those very same people. Water does not expand when it thaws. It expands when it freezes. So if you have an iceberg and 10% of the iceberg is sticking out of the water and the iceberg melts, most of it is in the water anyway. And the water level doesn't rise because liquid water occupies less space than frozen water. Yes, that's true. Okay, I don't think I can do any more of this. It's uh, My contacts are starting to bother me. Thank you. Corrine says, my restaurant is awesome. Had dinner there Sunday night. Thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, you folks making the trek to come out to the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. It means a lot to me. And I do try and be there as much as I can to visit with you, which I can do more now because I have hired a chef who happens to be my, my, happens to be my brother-in-law. He's extremely reliable. He's extremely talented, puts out awesome food. Uh, I appreciate him a lot. And uh, without him coming in and taking over the job that I had in the kitchen, I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing right now and come out and visit as much as I do with you folks. So uh, if you happen to be there, just maybe say thanks to Ken and tell him you appreciate the hard work he does for the underpay that I pay him. Oh, there's so many comments. I didn't realize how many I was missing. Is your court case open to the public? Yes, it is. If you want to join me, it'll be on January 16th to January 18th. And you can be in the gallery. Absolutely. However, you have to be respectful. You can't be noisy. Turn your cell phones off. Uh, I'm embarrassed for you when your phone rings in court. So let's not have that happen. <laughs> 
Uh, new leadership in AHS. Likely all charges will be draw will do dropped, and AHS will pay all court costs. I don't know about that. We'll have to see. What about Ezra? He's a hardcore Zionist. Pardon me. I. In anything I've read from Ezra or any conversations I've had with him, I don't get that impression at all. So I, I don't know how to even respond to that. But I disagree. Chris, what is your opinion of the Independence Party? I like them. I love them. I think they're awesome. I think, uh, you know, Pastor Art, he has become a good friend of mine. And we don't agree on everything, but I certainly agree with him on standing up for himself and on those around him and the service he's provided to Calgary for the past uh, couple decades. Um, the Independence Party of Alberta has a strong board that's dedicated to moving towards an independent Alberta. Uh, they work hard to make sure that the party policy and governance is set up in such a way that the party is accountable to Albertans. So they pretty much check all the boxes for me. Uh, like those folks, I think they're great. And I, I hope they do well. But that doesn't mean that I don't uh, support what the current government and premier is doing either. I, I guess I... I guess I lose friends there too, because I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, FTX, yes, that is the company who was <laughs> laundered money for the Democratic Party of the United States. People were so virtuous, and they were so happy to send their tax dollars to support people in Ukraine because of what was happening. And then the money got laundered through a crypto scam and sent back to the United States and ended up in the Democratic Party. Imagine that. Phil doesn't like me. I know why. You know why Phil doesn't like me? It's because I wasn't worshipping Pat King after the convoy. He was so mad that every live I did, I wasn't talking about Pat and George that all of a sudden I was controlled opposition, blah, 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 blah. And then the crazy really started. Um, but apparently now I profited off COVID and earned enough money to buy myself a picker truck. No, I didn't. I still owe $100,000 to somebody for that picker truck, which I have to pay back and I have to pay back soon. Um, so no, I didn't profit off COVID. Uh, people stepped up to help me buy my restaurant. Yes, they did. But did I profit? No. As a matter of fact, I've lost just about every penny that I have in savings. All of my assets are tied up in my, in my business because I refuse to do the business-minded thing and sell it. Instead, I just keep swimming even though I can't see if there's even a shore on the other side and I'm not looking back. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why Phil doesn't like me. Maybe Phil's just fucking crazy. That's probably it. Oh, one more question. Question, what do you know about the chemtrails? I know that every line I see in the in the sky made by an airplane is not a chemtrail. I know that when I see a picture somebody uses as evidence that chemtrails are so real and it's the only battle we have right now and it's a tic-tac-toe looking sky with contrails from commercial airliners, 
I know there's an, aren't all uh, airplanes spraying us with stuff. I'm not so naive to think that that couldn't happen. But this whole idea that every single commercial aircraft that's making a vapor trail is spraying us with something is ludicrous. And if there is stuff like that happening, uh, speaking like that and and trying to tell people that every single airplane is doing that is a serious detraction and is and is putting stuff back. I don't believe it. And so far, all of the evidence that's been sent my way about it has been easily debunked within about five minutes. Um, if you don't believe me, I would welcome you to go to your local international airport, buy a jerry can of Jet A, and take it to a lab and have it tested yourself and see if it contains the things that you say are being sprayed on us from 40,000 feet. Find the truth out for yourself. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll have to eat this hat too. It won't be the first hat I've had to eat. Okay, and that's it. I'm going to sign off. I think I've probably done enough damage to my reputation by now. Um, I hope you guys have a great night. And at the very least, I hope that I've given you something to think about. Um, and yeah, I would, I was going to say, I apologize if I've, if I've offended you, but I'm sorry, there is no apology if you're offended by anything I've said today, because I've done my absolute best to speak the truth and I will never apologize for that no matter how much your feelings are hurt. So if your feelings are hurt because of what I've said, I would encourage you to do whatever you can uh, to change yourself because you're not changing me. Nate, everyone.